So I just have a unique skill set. <clears throat> Having the lawyer background, how did that help you with the private side of it, but then also being an actual coach and making sure that you're crossing your T's and dotting your I's? Um, I, I think the interesting thing about coaching, and this is why I don't prefer to coach um, like nor like and, and I, when I, I say normal people, I'll just use that word like like when I say uh, civilians because uh, we work with a lot of like tier one military guys like we have oh, a con we do a bunch of stuff with Naval Special Warfare Development Group. So like working with like what I call tier one guys, guys that are high level, like this is what they do for a living. This is how they put food on the table. Professional athletes in the same row. I like working with those guys because there's never a moment where you want it more than they do. Uh, when I owned a gym, a commercial gym, and we had people come in, uh, I found that um, I, a lot of times I would get more excited by the progress than they would. And I found that I wanted the success and I wanted them to do better more than they wanted it. And when that realization happened uh, and the people just didn't care as much as I did, I knew it was time to go and not have that job anymore. So I kind of pulled back and we worked a lot on power athlete and I still train professional athletes and tier one guys and guys that are like really hard chargers, door kickers, you know, guys that go in harm's way, like that type of stuff where like it means something. Like that is uh, the type of people I want to work with. Just like the guy who's trying to get in shape for his wedding and then he hits yes. his wedding and never works out again. Yeah. Or somebody that's just looking to tone. Um, even though I'm sure we have a ton of those people. <laughs> like I'm, I'm really not your guy. Like in person. And, and I get hit up a lot of, uh, by a lot of people to come and train with me. Um, there's at least every time I go to JITS, I got some guy. It's like, hey, man, I'd really like to come work out with you. And I'm like, ah. Do you really? Yeah. It's, <laughs> I don't I mean, think you would. Yeah, no, it's, it, I mean, they're, uh, not to say they wouldn't do well. It's just not what really wakes me up in the morning. No, yeah, I mean, you're speaking to my soul with that because on that same last episode when you were talking about, um, you know, not wanting to start a gym just because, like, people not putting things away, not, break, like, just getting over that, like, but balancing the fact that, you know, how do you have a team of people around you too? Like, how difficult was it for you to hire people and, and build your team out? Uh, I've never been very good at that. Uh, I think the reason being is um, I was on Mark Ripto's podcast last week, and I, uh, I I had an interesting segment and some realization, doing a little soul searching about myself, and that um, I'm a process driven person, right? As an NFL player, you have to be process driven, yeah. right? Um, I'm going to line up because if not, you're going to yeah, get yeah, cut. Yeah, yeah. or. You know, or like, you know, you're winning and losing with wins and losses in individual plays, right? So like I'm going in, I'm going to play 70 plays. The guy next to me who I'm working with, he might get hurt and leave and I got to bring in another person. So I have to have a process in place to be able to move with like moving pieces, right? Like we have to be able, we could be up, we could be down, uh, whatever, you know, regardless of what happens, you know, like I saw, who was it? Miami hung 70 on... Uh, oh yeah, Denver yesterday. On Denver, yeah. right? Those guys are going to have... They're, they probably were acting like they won the fucking Super Bowl. They are going to absolutely tank next week, right? Because they were too high, right? They did like, like they don't have the process in place to go in and beat somebody by 70. If the New England Patriots beat somebody by 70 points, they would have a process in place to go beat somebody the next week. The, the Miami Dolphins, I'll be very surprised if they go in and win, mark my words, just because they don't have the process, man. Like they just haven't been there. And so um, with... With everything, that like process-driven deal, uh, it means you're going to have bumps. It means that guys are, you know, people are going to be inconsistent, like no bigs, no ups, downs. So I think as an employer, I, I'm in the process and I probably 
suffer fools and I allow people more leeway than I, I will or I should oppose from somebody who's more outcome where it's like, fuck you, you can't do the job, you got to go. Whereas I have this weird suspicion and I do, this is probably a, a, a fucking ego shortcoming of mine. <laughs> I firmly believe that I, I can be the water to break the rock. Like if somebody's a rock, I can be the water. All you got to do is just heat it up, cool, and give me an opportunity and I'll break that rock. And uh, you get to the point where it's like, shit, man, it's been seven years and you're fucking, your rock is fucking not worth breaking. Get the fuck out. So I, uh, as long as I have somebody around me, like a Rogio, who's real good, like uh, that's why I liked about the NFL, right? Like there was a GM, there was a player personnel guy who was evaluating people, not, not out of uh, emotion, ego or anything, but can they do the job today? And if they can't, and that's their responsibility to give me the best parts to play with, right? So if the guy playing next to me isn't good, then bring in somebody else. But my process doesn't change because it doesn't matter who they put next to me. But I'm trusting that they can remove those pieces. I just haven't done a good job of, like, getting into the front office. And I remember when I retired, I had some offers to, like, go and do some front office stuff. And I was like, oh. man, I, I just don't know, like, in turn, like if, if I would have the... Uh, Quick break from the show to remind you to hit that like and subscribe button. It helps us out and it helps you be notified when we have new content get released. So again, please hit that like and subscribe button if you enjoy this content. And with that, let's get back to the show. Like the cutthroat nature to, because I'm, I'm constantly trying to remove the rubble, trying to find the best and like, okay, this guy's got this. He can do this. He can do this. Opposed from the guys like, oh, fuck that guy. He can't play. Get him out of here. I just don't know if I'd be good at that. Is that why it works? You know, it, it sounds like you're saying, hey, essentially kind of find, you know, your niche and kind of still continue to operate within that um, as you've continued to grow. Is that why you, you're continuing to just stay on like the coaching side of it and not continue to aspire that way? Or do you want to eventually evolve and, and be able to do that? Uh, we do. I mean, we do coaches education and that piece. Uh, you know, we do a lot of programs which are more like A to B type of stuff where we you know actually coaching athletes through programs. Uh, we do an annual collective. We had about 51 of our coaches show up uh, a couple weeks ago for, you know, to, to kind of go through one of the new programs that I just put out, which was um, I, I got tasked to work with, uh, if you guys are in the BJJ world, a guy named Victor Hugo from Six yeah. Blades. You know, he's like the top ultra in the world. So Victor, uh, his coach, Shanji Hibero, was pretty famous too in the BJJ world, reached out to me through a mutual friend and said, hey, I got a young athlete if you could help him. So Victor came over, uh, brought his two training partners, and he was having some serious back injuries, L4, L5 issues, and um, had never really lifted weights, had never done any traditional strength conditioning, and, you know, was one of the top ultras in the world. And uh, I was really fascinated by uh, jiu-jitsu as a sport because it's like a 360-degree kind of gyroscope. Yep. And when I think of athleticism and, more importantly, like training, I really picture in, like, standing like imagine like a linebacker or a baseball player or a football player. Like I imagine somebody in this kind of like standing vertical horizontal or like vertical, you know, position. And then I'm watching jujitsu and it's like, dude, these guys are like here, here, here. It's prime. It's supine. It's here. It's like 360 degrees. And I was like, man, I wonder if what I know of athleticism extends to something that's like a gyroscope. So I, I thought, man, this is a really interesting model um, and an interesting sport. And, uh, what was fascinating is Victor is such a gifted uh, jiu-jitsu player, like just so skilled, but yet lacked the basics of strength conditioning. Like I'm, I'm talking about like high school basics just yeah. because it, it's not part of their culture. 
So when he came in that first day, I was like, these are professional athletes. <laughs> and um, I, was, uh, I, I was like, you know what? This is fascinating to me. So I, I took those guys and, um, you know, and what they've accomplished in the, in the year is pretty much short of like am- amazing. Uh, you know, we fixed back, Victor's back and he's able to do a lot of things that he couldn't do before. And, you know, it's put him in a position where, you know, he went in a couple weeks ago and he had a big uh, super fight against Marigali. And Marigali ended up getting him on uh, this little kind of sweep and Victor should have stood up and instead he rolled out and he stood on him. So he, he lost by two points. So, I mean, but it, like and what's kind of hard for me with jiu-jitsu is a dude rolling for 10 minutes who scores a two-point advantage, and he stands up and starts beating his chest that he's the best in the world, like, seems like fucking horseshit to me. Like, if you want to be the best, you got to submit the best. Like, I'm not winning shit on points, and I would never, I'd be embarrassed to say anything less. But, um, you know, I mean, but then here's the deal. We're process-driven. So this is just one piece in his process, and there'll be plenty more, but, like, this is just a bump. We make corrections, and we keep moving on. It's not like that's the end of it. So... Uh, that piece has been really good. Um, but yeah, working with those athletes and helping them develop. But I brought in, I designed a custom program for them, or actually the custom program kind of like evolved for those guys, and that's called Dragon Slayer. So I brought in 50 of our coaches for a weekend, uh, showed them the training, took them through the training, and then we did a, uh, a Sunday JIT seminar with Victor and Shanji, and they, they basically took about 30 of the coaches through, you know, kind of what, you know, those guys, like what makes Six Blades and Shanji, you know, and Victor the best in the world.